You're listening to the Your Knee, Your Health podcast. I'm your host, Adam Rosen. I'm a fellowship-trained, board-certified orthopedic surgeon who specializes in knee replacement. Here I'll talk to you about common knee complaints and other orthopedic issues. We'll cover other important health-related topics, all of which are meant to helpfully answer some of your questions and help improve the quality of your life. Thanks for listening, and on with the next episode. Hello and welcome back. This is Adam Rosen and you're listening to the Your Knee, Your Health podcast. So in today's episode, I want to talk to you about smoking and quitting smoking. Um, This is something that I actually do a lot of, um, even as an orthopedic surgeon. uh, I have a lot of patients that smoke and um, definitely not as many as when I was on the East Coast. I think Southern California just does not have as many smokers, Um, but I do see uh, still a lot of people that do smoke. And it's important, I believe, as a doctor to talk to people about things that are bad for their health, even when that discussion is uncomfortable sometimes. Um, And I start really with uh, the issue from sort of the orthopedic standpoint and my standpoint, because, you know, I always let my patients know, and I'm sure everybody listening that smokes um, knows that smoking can cause cancer. Um, We know that now smoking is bad for you. It's been proven. Um, So most people are aware of that. But what a lot of people don't know from an orthopedic standpoint, though, is that if they have surgery and you're a smoker, it's been proven that your risk of infection after that surgery is higher. Um, if you have a fracture and you fall and break your wrist, um, the chance of that fracture not healing is greater if you're a smoker. If you're a smoker, you have a higher chance of having back pain. If you have back pain and have a fusion, there's a higher chance of that fusion not healing if you're a smoker. Um, and From a bone health perspective, if you smoke, you are at greater risk of developing osteoporosis, which can then lead to weak bones and fractures as you get older. It can result in vascular disease. Uh, If you have surgery, you have an increased chance of having a blood clot in your leg or your lung, and it can also cause issues with the small vessels in your fingers and your toes and lead to things like neuropathy. So, you know, these are all of these things other than cancer that are all bad and caused by smoking cigarettes. Um, And sometimes people aren't aware. And sometimes just hearing that, understanding how many more risks they have. um, And there's a huge laundry list. You can go look these up. um, But many, many downsides to smoking. Um, So what I do with my patients, um, and I I make it, and I I would say 99%, it's a hard and fast rule. If I'm doing surgery on you, um, you need to quit. Now, I'm a realist. So if I have a patient that says smokes a pack a day and they can get down to one or two cigarettes a day and they understand the risks, it's reasonable. They have had informed consent. They understand that this is a risk factor and they've tried to quit, but they can't get off completely. So we're both on the same page, but it is in your best interest to quit completely. And a lot of Studies have shown that for two weeks prior, two weeks after, um, that you should quit. Now, I think I haven't studied it exactly, but I would say my batting average is probably, you know, 500. I think 50% of my patients quit before surgery and never go back to it. Um, And there's 50% that do sort of, you know, run back to cigarettes after a period of time. Um, So everybody is in the same boat. Everybody uh, that I meet uh, smokes and a lot of them enjoy it. And a lot of them at this point in time understand that they're addicted and they wish they hadn't started and they'd like to quit, but it's hard. 
Uh, and a lot of studies have shown that, that most people, if they quit, will go back to smoking and quit over and over again, sometimes five or seven times before they're successful. So understand that it is hard. It is an addictive drug. It is a bad habit. Um, so the first thing is you need to want to change. So if you're smoking and you want to continue smoking, none of this is probably going to help you. Um, but if you're even 1% thinking, I want to quit, I want to get off of it, um, this is going to help. And if you haven't already and you do smoke and you haven't talked to your healthcare provider um, or looked at local resources, please do. It's one of those things that you need help um, just to kind of keep you on that path. So the first thing I always ask when I'm dealing with people that are smoking and trying to quit is, you know, do you live with somebody that also smokes? Because if that's the case, it's going to be really hard to quit um, unless that person wants to quit too. People have done it, um, but it's harder. So it's great to be in an environment where you're the only smoker or someone else wants to quit at the same time. So the next thing that you really have to do is, again, when you want to quit is really want to quit. And what that means is, okay, you're going to take all your matches and all your lighters and all your ashtrays and you're going to throw them in the trash. You're just going to get rid of them because you want to quit and you're not going to go back and you're ready to quit. So you're going to make that big leap and you're going to throw all those things in the trash. Now, the next thing that I have a lot of my patients do, if they smoke in the car, you know, not everybody smokes in the car, but if you smoke in the car and your car smells like cigarettes, is go drop a whole bunch of money and get your car professionally detailed. Because I find that when you get into that new, clean, freshly smelling car, after you've quit, you're a lot less likely to light up another cigarette. But if you're in your house and you're quitting, and then you go and get back in your car, and there's ashes from your last cigarette, and there's a lighter, and it smells like smoke, that, that can be the trigger. You know, that can get you back. So definitely, you know, if you smoke in the car, go and spend the money and get it detailed. It's expensive, right? Okay, the next thing. Cigarettes are ridiculously expensive, and they just keep going up and up and up. So figure out how much, and seriously, do that at the end of this podcast. Sit down, figure out how many packs of cigarettes you smoke in a year, and calculate out how much money you spend on cigarettes, and look at that number. You know, put that number on your refrigerator. You know, stick it on the dashboard of your car. Look at how much money you can save each year if you just stop smoking. Um, so that becomes one little trigger. Now, the next thing is... A lot of smokers, it's a habit thing, right? So you have a cup of coffee in the morning, you have a cigarette. You have a meal, you have a cigarette. Um, you have sex, you have a cigarette. So all of those things are triggers. So what you need to do is change some of those habits. Um, so at this point, if you have a chair um, that you like to sit in, I have a lot of patients will say, you know, I, I have my, my meal and I don't really smoke in the house, but I go out on the porch and I sit in my chair and I have my cigarette. Okay, move that chair, get rid of it, sell it, put it somewhere else, cover it up, flip it upside down. Just move that thing that you always resort back to, um, your smoking chair or the bench or the seat and just get rid of it, move it, get it out of the way so you don't have that trigger to go back to. The other thing is because we have these habits and you say, I know after I do X, Y, Z, I always have a cigarette, is leave something that you know you have to do on purpose for that period of time. So if you get done a meal and you then always go out and have a cigarette is 
don't get the mail when you come home. Leave the mail in the mailbox. So after dinner, you have to go out and get the mail. It gives you something else to do. Take out the trash. Take the dog for a walk. You know, go exercise. You know, go do something else. Um, if you have something to take the place of this thing that you used to, once you break that cycle and create that new habit, you're less likely to then go back. But a lot of people still have that oral fixation. So, you know, the mistake, and you hear this from a lot of people, I quit smoking and I was hungry, so I was eating. And and most of those people eat a lot of junk food and then gain weight. Um, And the cigarettes also act as a stimulant. So what you need to do is leave something for that oral fixation. You know, some people, if you don't have issues with diabetes and sugar's okay. I mean, some people have these, you know, candies that they'll suck on. Um, a great thing is, you know, picking up small bag of carrots or cut some carrots into little sticks, you know, something you can hold in your finger. You can bite off a piece, gum, just regular gum, not nicotine containing gum, but have something that really, when you need that oral fixation, you can put something in your mouth. that's not a potato chip. It's not high in calories and low in nutritional value. Um, little peppers are good. You can get those little bags of the small little sort of sweet, crunchy peppers. You know, just so you have something that you can throw in your mouth that kind of gets you out of that want of, I need to put something in there. Um, and that hopefully, again, breaks the cycle. But again, the most important thing is you need support. So if you have friends or family members, make sure that they're aware that you're making this change and that you're dedicated to changing so that they can be on your side um, and really, really help you get through this process. Because everybody that I meet, you know, when they do quit and they continue to refrain from smoking, they all say at the end of the day, they're happier and they feel better. Um, but it's tough. So if you've tried and you've failed, you're not alone. You know, everybody else has done the same thing. It's very rare for someone to smoke and then quit willy-nilly easily and never go back to it. Um, So just understand that it's okay if you fail once or twice, um, but it's not okay to give up. So you want to keep trying. And if you haven't, again, you know, talk to your doctor because if you can't do it with these simple tricks, um, there's a lot of great support groups out there that have other options. Your doctor has options with different medications. um, So you can talk to them about what your options are. So um, if you smoke, I hope this helps you. If you know somebody that smokes, please, you know, refer them to this podcast to hopefully give them some information and be on their side and help them. Uh, Thanks for listening. I'm Adam Rosen. You've been listening to the Your Knee, Your Health podcast. Thanks for listening to the Your Knee, Your Health podcast. If you've not already done so, please subscribe so you'll be notified of future episodes. And if you enjoy what you're hearing, please take the time to leave a review. It helps other people like you find the show. I'm your host, Adam Rosen, and until next time, stay safe.